Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft and today a little bit of the travel of nature photography. It's the 23rd of September 2021 and this is podcast number 22. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about travel, specifically international travel and what it means at the moment to be traveling uh, out of Australia. But just before I do that, I know uh, we made the news again here in Australia yesterday and I had quite a few messages overnight from people asking if I was okay as a result of the big earthquake we had here in Victoria where I live uh, yesterday morning. And yes, I'm fine. Thank you for those of you who dropped me a message to see how I was doing. Uh, I was actually sitting down uh, in the morning having coffee on the sofa. It was about uh, quarter past nine in the morning and all of a sudden there was uh, a little bit of vibration that started in the house and it was that sort of vibration that you get when a really big truck rolls past but I live a long way from any main roads and I knew it wasn't a truck and then several seconds of this going on and then it suddenly became quite violent the whole house started to shake left and right and that went on for a few seconds before it settled back down again and what's really you know, I think interesting about this is it's extremely unusual to get earthquakes here in Victoria or even anywhere in Australia, really. We just don't live on any major fault lines. So this was actually, uh, it was on the Richter scale. It was originally graded a six. They've just downgraded it to a 5.9, which is still a fairly major earthquake and actually the second biggest earthquake I've ever been in. I was actually in Queenstown, uh, gosh, quite a few years ago now in my hotel room when the 7.1 hit. And that was also extremely violent. But this is the largest earthquake that's actually ever been recorded in, in the state of Victoria where I live. And I think that's really interesting. Um, the epicenter for it was around about three hours drive from my house at a place called Mansfield. It's a small uh, alpine town, not that far from me really. And um, the earthquake was registered 10 kilometres underground, so quite shallow as well. Uh, there was no real damage reported um, in the state. There was one brick wall that had fallen down in an old building uh, in um, part of Melbourne, but no one was injured, thankfully, and there doesn't appear to have been any other injuries. So quite a little bit of excitement yesterday with this with this earthquake. Uh, it was something from left field. I feel like, well, what's next? When are the locusts coming? Because uh, it just seems to be one thing after another at the moment. I guess the good thing is, is that, you know, it gave our journalists something else to report on other than COVID and the constant uh, freedom protesters that's, that are going on here in Melbourne because of all the continued lockdowns. So it was nice to see something else on the news yesterday and uh, it did bring a little bit of excitement to what is perhaps, you know, just an otherwise dull day in lockdown. So no dramas at all in regards to that earthquake. As I said, it was more just interesting than anything else. It's uh, not very often you get to experience something like that. And uh, thankfully, as I said, no damage. So that was that was good. Um, let's put that beside behind us now and just talk a little bit about uh, international travel. So I've, I've sort of scattered on, scattergunned approach this a little bit. I've talked about it in several podcasts now, but just getting prepared to get out of Australia at the moment is quite difficult and problematic. I mean, I had to apply for a special permission to leave the country uh, on business. Now, it took me quite a long time to get that permission. I had to submit all sorts of financial documents proving that I needed to go overseas for work um, to Border Force here in Australia. I had to get interviewed by Border Force. Uh, they actually rang me at 7.30 or something like that. It was, I think, on a Saturday night. Uh, I knew all, all sorts of things about my business and wanted to know, had had more questions for me. So I went through that process with them. It was, to be honest, quite painful. And now 
less than 10 days from when I'm starting to leave, getting ready to leave for Finland, I'm looking at all the other documentation that's required to travel at the moment. You know, just to get onto my aircraft uh, here in Melbourne, I've got to go and get a, ne- a COVID test, a negative PCR test. I've got to fill in a declaration for the airline. Uh, that that test has not been altered or, or, or forged or anything like that. I then have to fill in a, another declaration for the Australian government. Uh, I've had to sign away my rights to consular assistance uh, and basically tell the government that uh, if I'm getting into trouble overseas, I'm on my own. Uh, that's one of the requirements for being able to get out of the country at the moment. Ridiculous, but it is what it is. Uh, and then, of course, there's the entry permits and uh, declarations coming into Finland. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes along with all of this. And, of, and of course, you've got to have the paperwork for your vaccination with you, the, the paperwork for your negative COVID test. And then, of course, you've got to travel with the masks, the disinfectant and all the other things that go into traveling in a modern day pandemic. So it's uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, to be honest. And uh, I just hope I've got all my ducks in a row. I think I have. There's a lot of things to have lined up uh, in, in in preparation for this trip. Uh, I have to say, the I'm actually flying with Qatar Airlines via Doha, and the email they sent me actually was very, very good. That had a lot of the steps that they need uh, included in that email, so I knew what to do. I knew about the declaration, so I was able to do it beforehand. In fact, I did it this morning. So there's just, as I said, there's a lot of a lot of uh, I's to dot and T's to cross. So I hope I've got all of them. Uh, it is only now ten days until I'm leaving. I'm leaving on the third of October, and really, that's starting to finally become real. I'm, I've started to actually pack and get prepared, uh, and really get my head in that space of returning to photography in uh, in the north of Finland. And I did talk a little bit about uh, equipment uh, in a couple of other podcasts. Again, a little bit scattergun. I just want to touch on that again briefly because, uh, again, I, someone asked me again yesterday, will I get an R3 in time? The answer is no. No, there's just no way Canon are going to have an R3 here for me. But that's fine. I'm taking both my 1DX Mark III's. They are, without doubt, the best wildlife cameras I've ever used to date. So I'm quite happy to go on using those. And those cameras have had very little use, actually, I uh, since I first took them to Iceland when they were released at the start of last year uh, and then on to Greenland, they have basically had very little use since then. So I'm looking forward to putting them through their paces. And I'm going to take a 16 to 35 with me, F4, 24 to 70, a 70 to 200 and a 600 F4 and then a 1.4 teleconverter as well. Now, in addition to that, I'm also going to take with me um, – my small uh, um, camera trap as well, so that I would like to try and set up my camera trap uh, at some point while I'm away as well to try and get some some close-up images of the wolves. It's very rare for them to come sort of even close enough to use a 70 to 200, and I'd like to try and get some wide-angle shots. So I'm going to take my camera trap, although I'm not going to use a IR trigger for it. I'm actually going to use... Uh, the Canon app on my phone, and we'll see how that goes as well. That means I'll need to be there to trigger the camera, but that's my preference anyway, so that that should work fine. And um, I'll only be travelling with the one the one duffel this time as well, which is as a piece of check luggage, which is really nice. Normally I'm travelling with two, and it's it's quite a lot to schlep through the airports. 
Actually, when I was looking at my travel for next year and what's planned, I think I'm definitely going to need two duffels for that. But dealing with Finland, Finland should just be the one. This time of year, the temperature is starting to drop quite rapidly in Finland. Uh, it's autumn over there now and they're rapidly heading into winter, so it'll be quite cold. Uh, I'm hoping very, very much that there'll be some autumn colour still when I get there and that I will also get the first snows as well. So that would be really fantastic. Uh, at the moment... Um, I should be flying back into Melbourne somewhere around early November, but we'll just have to see how that goes. At the moment, there is still a requirement here in Australia to do two weeks hotel quarantine on returning to the country, and I'm not very keen on that, as I said in my last podcast. So I may actually extend my my time in uh, Finland a little bit, uh, just depending on what happens here in Australia. I'll just have to keep an eye on that. I think that's probably the way to go. So my plan is to do podcasts from the road and to see what it's like uh, in the airports at the moment around the world. Uh, I think Melbourne Airport will be very close to deserted. I think my flight is the only international flight going out uh, that day. So I'm not expecting there to be very many people there, but I'm going to try and do some podcasting from the road. Hopefully one in Melbourne uh, at the airport, hopefully one in Doha, and then again, uh, perhaps in Helsinki. I've got around a four-hour layover in Helsinki before I fly up north to Kayani, so I should have plenty of time for podcasting on the road, uh, and again, plenty of time for podcasting in the field as well. When sitting in the hides quite often for long periods of time, it's a great opportunity to, to talk about uh, the photography, so I'll do a little bit of that as well. Uh, in the meantime, this may or may not be my final podcast before I go away. I'm just hoping all the pieces of the puzzle uh, stay in place for this trip. As I said, this this whole thing could still fall over. There's there's a lot of moving parts at the moment to international travel. Uh, at the moment, all the ducks are in a row and everything's lined up and entry into Finland is possible and I'm just hoping things stay that way. So if, if they change for any reason, I'll do an update. But otherwise... Next time you hear from me, I should probably be on my way to the airport, which will be very exciting. So that's it. We'll wrap it up there for today. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, talking travel and earthquakes today on the 23rd of September, 2021. And I look forward to seeing you out in the field very soon.